Introduction Everything you never wanted to know about girls and sex, but really need to ask. A few years ago, I realized that my daughter wouldn't be a little girl much longer. She was headed toward adolescence, and honestly, it put me in a bit of a panic. Way back in preschool, when she was swanning around in her Cinderella gown, I took a deep dive into the princess industrial complex and came back convinced that its seemingly innocent, pink and pretty culture was priming little girls for something more insidious later on. Well, later on was now coming at us like a Mack truck. A Mack truck whose driver was wearing five-inch heels and a micro-mini and was checking her Instagram when she ought to have been looking at the road. I'd heard horror stories from friends with teenagers about how girls were treated in the so-called hookup culture, of girls coerced into sexting or victimized in social media scandals, of omnipresent porn. I was supposed to be the expert at decoding the mixed messages of girlhood. I traveled the country schooling parents on the difference between sexualization and sexuality. When little girls play at sexy before they even understand the word, I'd tell them, they learn that sex is a performance rather than a felt experience. True enough, but what about once they did understand the word? It wasn't as if I had any answers. I, too, was just trying my best to raise a healthy daughter at a time when celebrities presented self-objectification as a source of strength, power, and independence. When looking desirable seemed a substitute for feeling desire. When Fifty Shades of Grey, with its neurasthenic, lip-chewing heroine and creepy stalker billionaire, was being hailed as the ultimate feminine fantasy. When no woman under the age of 40 appeared to have pubic hair. Sure, as a girl, I wore out songs such as Sexual Healing and Like a Virgin, but they were Disney Channel fodder compared to Lil Wayne's bitch whose strict diet in the song Love Me consisted of nothing but dick, or Maroon 5's promise to hunt a woman down and eat her alive in animals. In the video, lead singer Adam Levine stalks the object of his obsession while dressed as a butcher wielding a meat hook then has sex with her in a blood-drenched finale. It's enough to make me apologize to Tipper Gore for the way my friends and I mocked her in the 90s. Meanwhile, study after study has revealed a shocking prevalence of sexual assault on college campuses. The problem is so dire that the President of the United States, himself the father of two teen girls, has become involved. Even as girls outnumbered boys in college, as they leaned in to achieve their academic and professional dreams, I had to wonder, were we moving forward or backward? Did today's young women have more freedom than their mothers to shape their sexual encounters, more influence and more control within them? Were they better able to resist stigma, better equipped to explore joy? And if not, why not? Girls now live in a culture where increasingly, unless both partners agree unequivocally to a sexual encounter, there is no consent. Only yes means yes. All well and good, but what happens after yes? I needed, as a mom and a journalist, to find out the truth behind the headlines, what was real and what was hype. So I began interviewing girls, engaging in in-depth, hours-long conversations about their attitudes, expectations, and early experiences with the full range of physical intimacy. I recruited daughters of friends of friends and the friends of those girls and their friends, too, students of high school teachers I had met, 
I would ask professors on campuses I visited to send out an email blast, inviting any girls interested in talking to me to get in touch. In the end, I interviewed more than 70 young women between the ages of 15 and 20, an age span during which most will become sexually active. The average American has first intercourse at 17. By 19, three-fourths of teens have had sex. My focus remained on girls alone because, as a journalist, writing about young women has been a passion, a calling. I've been chronicling their lives for over 25 years. Girls, too, continue to live with unique contradictions as they make sexual choices. Despite the seismic changes in expectations and opportunity, they're still subject to the same old double standard, the idea that a sexually active girl is a slut, while a similar boy is a player. Now, though, girls who abstain from sex, once thought of as the good girls, are shamed as well, labeled virgins, which is not a good thing, or prudes. As one high school senior said to me, Usually, the opposite of a negative is a positive, but in this case, it's two negatives, so what are you supposed to do?